0: chapter eight of her benny by silas hawking this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by lorraine Paquette. chapter eight in which joe wragge has a vision they are going only going jesus called them long ago all the wintry time they're passing softly as the falling snow when the violets in the springtime catch the azure of the sky they are carried out to slumber Sweetly, where the violets lie, as winter slowly wore away, little Nelly's health began to fail. She seemed weary and languid, and poor Benny was at his wits' end to know what to get her to eat, after spending more than he could really afford in something that he thought would tempt her appetite. He was grieved beyond measure when she would turn away her head and say, "I's very sorry for yer, Benny, but I cannot eat it. I would if I could." and he would be compelled reluctantly to eat it himself, though he would not mind going without food altogether if only little Nell could eat. But he comforted himself with the thought that she would get better when springtime came, and the streets were dry and warm. He might get her into the parks, too, and she would be sure, he thought, to get an appetite then. And so he kept up his spirits and hoped for the best. She's ripening for the kingdom, was joe wrag's reflection as he watched her pale face becoming thinner and her great round eyes becoming larger and more luminous day by day she belongs to the elect there can be no doubt and the lord don't intend for her little bare feet to walk the cold dirty streets of liverpool much longer i reckon she'll soon be walkin the golden streets of the shinin city where there's no more cold nor hunger nor pain I shall be main sorry to lose her, bless her little heart, for I'm fear there's no chance of me ever seeing her again when she's gone. I wonder if the Lord would permit me to look at her through the bars of the gate just for a minute if I were to axe him very hard. Twill be nice anyhow to think of her being comforted while I'm tormented but it comes hard pon such as us as don't belong to the elect whichever way we looks at it. Sometimes Joe would leave his home earlier in the afternoon than usual, and getting a nice bunch of grapes, he would make his way towards Nellie's stand as the short winter's day was fading in the west. He would rarely have much difficulty in finding his little pet, and taking her up in his great strong arms, he would carry her off through by-streets to his hut, and wrapping her in his great warm overcoat and placing her on a low seat that he had contrived for her he would leave her to enjoy her grapes while he went out to light the fire and see that the lamps were properly set for the night with a dreamy look in her eyes nelly would watch her old friend kindling his fire and putting things shipshape as he termed it and would think how well she had been cared for of late by and by when the fire crackled and glowed in the grate joe would come into the hut and take her upon his knee and she would lean her head against his shoulder with a heart more full of thankfulness than words of hers could utter and at such times at her request joe would tell her of the mercy that was infinite and of the love that was stronger than death she had only been twice to the chapel for when she and Benny went the following week, they discovered that there was no service, and so disappointed were they, that they had not gone again. For the chapel was a long distance from Tempest Court, and she was tired when the day's work was done, and to go such a long distance and find the doors closed was anything but inviting. So they had not ventured again. But Nelly had heard enough from Granny, and while at the chapel, to make her thirst for more and so joe became her teacher and evening by evening whenever opportunity presented he unfolded to her the old old story of jesus and his love it made his heart ache though to talk of the good tidings of great joy and think they were not for him if the truth must be told this was the reason why he kept away from church and chapel He had adopted in early life the Calvinistic creed, and had come to the conclusion, when about thirty years of age, that he belonged to the eternally reprobate. Hence, to go to church to listen to promises that were not for him, to hear offers of salvation that he could not accept, to be told of a heaven that he could never enter, and of a hell that he could not shun, was more than his sensitive nature could bear. And yet, as he repeated to Nellie the wonderful promises of the gospel, they seemed sometimes to widen out until they embraced the whole world, including even him, and for a moment his heart would throb with joy and hope. Then again the bossy front of his creed would loom up before him like an iron wall, hiding the light, shutting out the sunshine, and leaving him still in outer darkness. One day Nellie rather startled him by saying in her sweet childish way, "'I does like that word, whosoever. Do you?' said Joe. "'Oh, yes, very much. Don't you?' "'Well, I ardly knows what to make on it.' "'How is that, Joe?' said Nellie, looking up with a wondering expression on her face. Well, cause it seems to mean what it don't mean, said Joe, jerking out the words with an effort. Oh, no, Joe, how can that be? Well, that's just where I'm floored, Nelly, but it seems to be the fact anyhow. Oh, Joe, and would the saviour you've been a-tellin' me of say what he didna mean? And a startled expression came over the child's face, as if the ground was slipping from beneath her no no nelly he could not say that but the pinch is about what the word do mean oh the man in the chapel said it mean everybody and i reckon he knows cause he looked as if he were sartin did he nelly then perhaps he were right oh yes it's everybody joe i feels as if it were so inside purty little angel said joe in an undertone but there is something in the book about out of the mouths of babes and sucklings i'll read it again when i gets home that night as joe rags sat in his hut alone while the silence of the slumbering town was unbroken save for the echoing footfall of the policeman on his beat he seemed to see the iron wall of his creed melt and vanish till not a shred remained and beyond where it stood stretched endless plains of light and glory. And arching the sky from horizon to horizon, a rainbow glowed of every color and hue, and in the rainbow a promise was written in letters of fire, and as he gazed the letters burst forth into brighter flame, and the promise was this, Whosoever cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast them out and over the distant hills a great multitude appeared in sight so many indeed that he could not number them but he noticed this that none of them were sick or feeble or old no touch of pain was on any face no line of care on any brow and nearer and yet nearer they came till he could hear the regular tramp tramp of their feet and catch the words they were chanting as if with one voice. How thankful he was that the great town was hushed and still, so that he could not mistake the words. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. And still nearer their echoing footfalls came, when suddenly the glowing arch of fire in his grate fell together and a policeman passing his hut with measured tread shouted, Good night, Joe. We shall have a storm, I reckon. The wind has got up terrible during the last hour. "Ay, ay," responded Joe, rubbing his eyes and wondering for a moment what had come over him. You seem hardly awake, Joe, laughed the policeman. Believe I have nodded a bit, said Joe, But bless me, how the wind do howl. Yes, it'll be rough outside the bar, I reckon. I hope we shall have no wrecks. Good night. Good night, said Joe, as he staggered out of his hut to mend the fire, which done, he sat down to reflect. Were it a vision, he soliloquized, or were it a dream, or were it imagination? Were it given to teach or to mislead me? But, lor, how bright that promise did shine. I can see it now. It all in the Bible, too, that's the queerest part on it. And how beautiful they did sing, and how they did shout out that part, whosoever will. Lor, bless us. I can't get it out of my noddle. Nor I don't know that I want to. It's so amazing comfortin' and much more nearer my idea of what God ought to be. 'Cause as how there is no limit to it. And Joe scratched his head vigorously, which was a sure sign that some new idea had struck him. Well bang me, he ejaculated, if I ain't floored again. Ain't God infinite? And if that be the case, he must be infinite all round. And that being so, then his power's infinite, and his Marcy's infinite, and his love's infinite. "'and he's all infinite, no limit to nothin'. "'And if that be so, it don't square no how "'with his love and Marcy stoppin' just at the point "'where the elect leaves off and the reprobate begins.' "'And Joe took a long iron rod and stirred up the fire "'until it roared again, muttering to himself the while, "'Well, if I ain't completely banged, I'll axe little Nell, i believe she knows more about it now than i do by a long chalk by this time slates and chimney-pots began to drop around him in a decidedly dangerous fashion and he had again to seek the shelter of his hut but even there he did not feel quite safe for the little wooden house rocked and creaked in the might of the storm and threatened to topple over altogether there was no longer any chance of meditation so he had to content himself listening to the roar of the storm. Sometimes he heard its voice moaning away in the distant streets, and he wondered where it had gone to. Then he heard it coming up behind his hut again, at first quietly, as if meditating what to do. Then it would gather strength and speed, and he would listen as it came nearer and nearer, till it would rush, shrieking past his hut, making it creak and shiver, and once more, there would be a momentary lull and so joe waited and listened through the wild solemn night and longed as he had rarely done for the light of the morning to appear End of chapter eight